Hear the word of our Lord from the Gospel of St. Matthew in the sixth chapter, beginning in the seventh verse. When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I find it interesting. Jesus tells us, and and this is a, a real command from our Lord Jesus, to not heap up empty phrases, or other translations will say vain repetitions, as the Gentiles do or the pagans do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. But then immediately, Jesus gives us a prayer that Christians have repeated incessantly for 2,000 years. You know, the Lord's Prayer. Is Jesus telling us we can't repeat things in prayer? I don't think so. In fact, there's Psalms like Psalm 118, which repeats over and over again, you know, his uh, mercy endures forever, or his uh, loving kindness endures forever, and says it over and over and over again, and we're encouraged to pray the Psalms. So what is Jesus exactly condemning here? He is condemning empty, vain repetition, meaning something repeated that has no content to it. Have you ever been in church and you're doing liturgy and everything and you find yourself kind of just going through the motions? Just going through the motions, sitting there, you're, you're reading the bulletin or you're, you got your hymnal open and everything and um, you're barely even singing when it comes to the singing parts of the church service and when it comes to uh, confession times and uh, you're speaking the Kyrie, right? And you go, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. And you just do that. It's, it's empty, completely empty. You're not thinking about anything. You're not engaged with what you're doing with what, with what you're saying. Now, the Lord's Prayer is something where each line of the Lord's Prayer is something that you can repeat. And we'll probably have an episode in this little mini-series here on praying the Lord's Prayer with intention. But today, I wanted to address this because everybody uses some form of rosary. Yes, there are Baptists out there that don't. There are evangelicals that don't. But for most denominations of Christendom, we all really like prayer tools. We all really like rosaries. We like these little beads. Um, in the in the Greek Orthodox Church, you have the columboy prayer beads. You know, it's kind of like a... A primitive fidget spinner, a bunch of beads in a circle, and you, you whip them around, you put them in different patterns, and you say the Jesus prayer. You know, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Over and over and over again. Is that sinful? 
Well, not if you're actually asking Jesus for mercy. If you're actually thinking about your sins, if you're actually confessing your sins. And the same thing with the Roman Catholic Rosary. If you're going and you're saying these prayers and everything like that, you're saying the Our Father so many times over your decade that you're praying, are you just saying the words while thinking about, I don't know, Legos or what you had to eat for lunch or that cheerleader that you thought you should have asked out when you were a kid, you know, when you're 15, but boy, you didn't. And, oh no, I just prayed the Lord's Prayer without actually praying it. I just moved my mouth and made sounds. I think that's what Jesus is really condemning here. And there's, there is a specific rosary, a Lutheran rosary, known as the wreath of Christ or the pearls of life, which is intended to be a rosary bracelet that avoids meaningless repetition. It's very interesting. I have it in my hand right here. I love praying with this thing. I've been doing it now for a few years. Uh, sometimes a few times a week, sometimes every day, sometimes multiple times throughout the day. The wreath of Christ is a beautiful rosary for intentional prayers. Now, why is that? Well, there's going to be a picture of it on the thumbnail for this track here. And each one of these beads, if you're taking a look at this, each one of them is, has different colors and everything like that because each one has a different meaning behind it, a different meditation to have, and a different specific prayer to have. And these oblong beads, these longer ones, they, each one of them has their own prayer, but they can also be used for just silence, a kind of mental reset. When Bishop Lonabo of the Swedish Lutheran Church, I believe he was one of the conservative ones, I don't know anything about the guy's theology, but when he was coming up with the wreath of Christ, he saw these Greek fishermen messing around with their column boy beads and saying the Jesus prayer, and he went, you know, us Westerners don't really have anything like that. Yeah, there's rosaries, but if you're Roman Catholic, you know you're not supposed to wear your rosary, let alone you know, swing it around like a chain or pick it up and let it dangle from your hand while you're in the middle of driving. And the Anglican rosary, well, it can be good, but the Anglican rosary can sometimes suffer from a lot of those same problems, especially when you're so used to praying rote prayers with them, that ends up running a risk of having vain repetition. Now, that's not to say that Roman Catholic rosaries or Anglican rosaries are necessarily bad. In fact, there's similar Lutheran rosaries to the Roman Catholic ones that I find to be beneficial. But even then, whenever I've had one of the classical rosaries, which, yes, for, for Roman Catholics listening, yes, I'm sorry, I do wear it as a necklace. I know you're supposed to have this like little pouch or whatever for it, but I like the way it looks as a necklace. And I'll pray with that every now and then, but it's hard for me to keep focus when praying the same prayers for half an hour to 35 minutes. And sometimes I find myself slipping into that vain repetition. What makes the wreath of Christ unique in this, like I said, each bead means something, but it also invites you to quietly meditate on 
on everything you're doing. So if you're looking at a picture of it, or if you're not, maybe you'll have to use your imagination. Let's go over these beads and everything like that and uh, talk about them. So you start, you know, you have the, the bracelet around your first four fingers and your thumb can touch the main bead that you're praying with. And the first is the golden bead of God. It's an invitation to pray to God addressing him as God. It's an invitation to start that prayer cycle. And the prayer for it is pretty simple. Uh, going off of the I-thou distinction, it goes like this. You are near. You are immense. You are the light and I am yours. That invites us to prayer. That invites us to start this first prayer cycle here by addressing God as he is. He is near to us. He is the almighty. He is the omnipotent one. But he is our light. He is our beacon. He is the one we trust in. And we belong to him. Starting out that address in the golden bead of God this way gets us prepared for the rest of these prayers. And then right after that, you have an oblong bead. You can take a moment of silence to think about what you just prayed, to, to meditate on it, or instead you can say, I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. Now, what kind of a statement is that? Well, typically you would pray with this uh, wreath of Christ rosary alone in your prayer corner, on your couch in the beginning of the morning, however you want to do it, saying, I know that I am not alone. And I know that in this modern world right now, every man is kind of an island right now. Everybody is suffering from extreme loneliness. It was like that in Sweden in the 90s when Bishop Lonabo made this, and it's even worse today. But if I recognize in this stillness that God is with me, then I can breathe out my loneliness, let that go, and breathe in that God is with me and I am one of his children. And then we want to ask ourselves, how did we get here? How did I get here into the presence of God? Well, we start off with a small eye bead. So the eye bead says, well, okay, how did I get here? How did, what do I pray about that? And what does, how does God feel about that? So the prayer for the, the little eye bead right there, the little white one is you have made me as your own image. Help me to see your image in myself. What does this mean? We're saying, I, I am made in God's image, but I can't see it. I can't, uh, with my manifold sins and how messed up we are and all the pains of life that we go through and all of the struggles and everything that happens to us, with the eye bead, we recognize that God has made us in his image. But it is only with his help that we recognize and see ourselves with anything approaching how God sees us. And then immediately from there, the larger bead, the white bead of baptism, 
informs us of how God sees us. And not only that, but where to go from there. And the specific prayer for the white bead of baptism is, You have invited me. Into your hands I commend my life. So God has created me in his own image. But I know that I need help even getting close to seeing that. To seeing that I am God's creation, not some accident of nature, not some uh, cursed middle child of history or whatever. But how do I really know? How do I really know that God made me as a bearer of his image? Well, he has invited me in holy baptism. He has invited me into the faith. He has made me in union with Christ. He, out of love for me, has brought me into relationship with him. And so my response to that is to go, maybe I see that, maybe I don't. But I'm going to give it to him. It is into his hands that I will commend my life. And having seen these two beads together, then we take a moment with another one of these long beads to either meditate in silence on what we just thought of and what we just prayed, or to say once again, I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. And then we move on to the desert bead. Life is hard. I may be made in God's image. I may be united to Christ in my baptism with all of my sins forgiven. But without that, I'm nothing. And even with that, I'm still not feeling like much. Life is one big struggle. Life is one big wilderness wandering where everything is hard. There is danger on every side. And we are always in a situation where we do not know whether the next breath we take will be our last. And we thirst after something better. So, during that time, we put our thumb on the desert bead. And we pray, Keep me holy, and I will be holy kept. Heal me, and I will be healed. Draw me near unto yourself, and my heart shall have peace at last. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. We understand. I mean, as, as Protestants here, this is a Lutheran rosary here. We do understand that it is through faith in Christ that we are justified. And it is with God's, the vast majority of work in our sanctification is God's Work And we also recognize that if nobody can save me but God himself, then I'd better ask him to keep me holy. Then I'd better ask him to draw near to me. I'd better ask for his help in wandering through this desert and knowing that no matter how much God does for me, I am still a sinner until I have passed away, and until after that, the resurrection on the final day, I'm still a sinner. I must ask for his mercy and for his help. 
that highlights that our faith in Christ is not just mental, rational acceptance of the facts of the gospel. It is real trust in Jesus for everything, for all that we have, for all that we could ever hope to have. And we meditate on that again with a beat of silence or saying once more that I breathe out my loneliness and I breathe in that I am his. Now, there's a blue bead. I've heard this one called the blue bead of my burdens. Why? Because as Christians, we do rely on God for absolutely everything, but we understand that we have responsibilities. We have things we must do. We have good works which are necessary for the Christian to do. Maybe not necessary for salvation, but they are necessary for us to, to just do because that's what we were supposed to do. And that lays a burden on us. That lays stress on us. And St. Peter says to cast your burdens on, on God for he cares for you, but we don't know how to do that. So here we are in the middle of a desert and we rely on God for everything. We recognize that we rely on him for everything. But there's so much that weighs us down. So we pray, very short prayer for this uh, little blue bead of burden and say, I give away my burdens. I receive that I am yours. Meaning, God, I will take you. You take my burdens. I want to be yours. I want these works to be things that I do just because I am free, because I am living in the Sabbath that is Christ. According to Hebrews chapter 4, I want to be feeling like I am at rest, that I am with you, and that I belong to you. So I give these burdens to you. I know I still have to do things. I know that this is part of my sanctification, but Lord, help me with the way that it feels. And we're given another moment with another long bead to meditate on that for a moment. Now you might notice in the picture, or if you're using your imagination, there's two red beads there. They're, well, <laughs> the red bead of love and the red bead of sacrifice. They're meant to go together. And in the midst of this, we ask, what does it look like to belong to God? Well, I belong to God as a servant, as a worshiper, as a subject and citizen of my king in the kingdom of heaven. But he is mine. He is my God. He is my creator, my redeemer, my sanctifier, my provider, my savior, the one who gives me everything. So when I've prayed now um, four times, I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. And when I've prayed with the blue bead of burden, I give away my burdens. I receive that I am yours. I need to meditate on what that means. So on the red bead of God's love, we pray, I am yours and you are mine. Your love is everlasting. I do not belong to God unless God says that I do. I cannot call him my creator, redeemer, sanctifier, my savior, 
unless first he says that he is all of these things for me. And I rejoice that it is his love that does that for me. In his everlasting love, he has said, Yes, yes, O believer, you are mine, and I am yours. And I rejoice to hear that. And in that rejoicing, though, can I really do anything for God? Can I do him a favor? Can I, can I pick up some chips or a soda for him at the gas station and drop it off on his house on my way to work? <laughs> no, of course not. But belonging to God means service to God, too. And just like being in the desert, in this uncertain, struggle-filled life, I need his help. Because what he requires of us is simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. But we love our God usually through loving our neighbor. So we pray with the second red bead, the red bead of sacrifice. Help me to love my neighbor with your love. Meaning, I want to love you above all and love my neighbor as myself, O oh God, but I need your help to do this. Or else I, I can't do any of it. I'm a sinner. All I think about is myself. All I think about is my own priorities and what makes me happy. But I want to love you. And I know that I must love my neighbor as myself. Help me to love them with the same kind of love that you have shown me that I might take a sinner in my life and forgive them for anything they've done against me so that I might see those in need and help fulfill those needs and be there for them the way God has been there for me. But I still have my own priorities, don't I? Don't we all? So the next three beads are these little opaque beads. They're called the beads of secrets. These three are an opportunity for you to thank God for something or to confess a sin and ask for forgiveness or to pray for God's help in something. It could be anything you want. Anything, it's a moment for you to really just speak your mind. Remember, these are intentional prayers, prayers that you meditate on, but we still have thoughts trying to buzz about. We still have thoughts trying to invade our head and distract us and make our prayers vain repetitions. So we have this opportunity to just dump all that, to unload it on God and say, here, here's what's burdening me. Or you know what? This is what's making me really, really happy. I'm loving this. I'm hating that. Most of the time in my experience, well, when hard times are going on, that's when you really do give God all of your burdens. And we have that opportunity with these three little beads to then move on to this tiny little black bead. This is the black bead of the night. Take a moment to think about the hard stuff that you just prayed for. Take a moment to think about the sins that you may have just confessed or the fact that even though you thank God for certain things, there's that, on, right now, by your pinky, there's that bead of the desert. You're still in a life full of struggle. That's the black bead of the night. As you put your thumb on this, 
you know that it's hard. It's really hard. So we ask, dear God, with this, with this bead we pray, out of the depths have I cried unto you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Do not abandon me. Now with a prayer like that, you know that God has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's a prayer that he honors every time he hears it. When you pray that in all earnestness, you know that God is there. So we have another long bead of silence. Or of saying and reinforcing the fact that God answers this prayer by saying, I'm breathing out my loneliness. I am breathing in that I am yours. And then all of the troubles in our hearts. Well, it's like they disappear. And if they disappear, then we know we have peace. We know that we have a future. We know that with God there is a resurrection and a day with the eternal perspective here that gives us hope. So we pray then with what is known as the white resurrection bead. Here is no time. Here is no distance. I have peace in my heart in front of you. Here I want to stay. Now you might not be feeling that. It's okay to just take a moment of absolute quiet to rest with God. To rest in his forgiveness, in his promise that he will never leave you nor forsake you. In his promise that you in your baptism are united to Christ, that he has made you in his image. He has promised to forgive you of all of your sins. And he has granted so many requests and he has put you at the right hand of our Lord Jesus Christ so that he hears all of your prayers. It's okay that before you pray that, here is no time, here is no distance, I have peace in my heart in front of you, here I want to stay. It's okay to take a moment and ask for God to calm anything other than that peace that he wants to give you. And then as if you're shushing out the last moment there, the last little bit of uh, turmoil in your heart, then we pray once more with another bead of silence. Either in quiet, just appreciating the presence of God, or again saying, I belong to you. And then we've made it full circle all the way back to the golden bead of God. And usually for me, I recite the Gloria. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And then you make the sign of the cross, and you're done. This prayer, this prayer bracelet, this wreath of Christ, this rosary here, is incredibly valuable because other rosaries out there go off of traditional prayer cycles. And we'll be covering that with this, the next recording on the wreath of Christ. The traditional prayer cycles are extremely valuable. They do connect you with all of the believers that have ever prayed those prayers for the past 2,000 years. And there is a traditional prayer cycle. I believe there's two of them, one that I made and one that uh, Bishop Lonabo made. 
that are very, very valuable. But this, this first prayer cycle with the wreath of Christ is extremely valuable. And I'm going to end this recording just by praying the whole bracelet out loud. And if you don't have a wreath of Christ, you can make one on the cheap. Just go to a craft store, buy some appropriately colored beads and some strings, and there you go. Or you can just memorize the prayers and go through them. And if you know them by heart, then you don't need the actual bracelet, although it does look cool on the wrist, let me tell you. But let's, for anybody that maybe does want to memorize it or just wants to hear how this flows together, let's go ahead and pray with a wreath of Christ, the one I have in my hand right here, and go from there. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You are near. You are immense. You are the light, and I am yours. I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. You have made me as your own image. Help me to see your image in myself. You have invited me. Into your hands I commend my life. I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. Keep me holy and I will be wholly kept. Heal me, and I will be healed. Draw me near unto yourself, and my heart shall have peace at last. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. I give away my burden. I receive that I am yours. I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. I am yours and you are mine. Your love is everlasting. Help me to love my neighbor with your love. O oh Lord, Bless your servant. Please forgive your servant. Please help your servant in the midst of all of his troubles and struggles. Out of the depths have I cried unto you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Do not abandon me. I'm breathing out my loneliness. I'm breathing in that I am yours. Here is no time, here is no distance. I have peace in my heart in front of you, here I want to stay. I'm breathing out my loneliness, I'm breathing in that I am yours. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now that is a lot faster than I normally do pray this. Oftentimes it'll take me 
anywhere from 10 minutes to half an hour to pray through the full wreath of Christ because you're supposed to take your time. Take that moment for silence. But for anybody that wants to um, really memorize it and then take their time from it, feel free. And let me know. Email me at very underscore Lutheran at tutanota.com if you want me to just go ahead and upload the actual wreath of Christ prayer just by itself so you can hear that on repeat and take that as a moment. And also, again, for the three beads of secrets there, just pray whatever you want. I just gave out some simple examples. But until then, uh, the next recording will be on the traditional prayer cycles for it, and we can get into the Lord's Prayer after that. Amen and amen.